Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there, everybody. I am back again with another episode of Journey of Attachment. And so with Journey of Attachment, we are always talking about insecure attachment. In case you're just tuning in for the first time, it's things that not necessarily say, okay, this is an attached relationship or I'm single and struggling with getting into a relationship. It's everything that's around it. You know, it's all the traits and all the situations that we tend to find ourselves in for those of us who have insecure attachment issues. And of course, this also applies to other people as well, I do believe, Uh, but we just tend to be extra sensitive to things like this topic today. So this is episode number 571, and it is journey of attachment, feel criticized, how to let go, how to let it go, I should say, and be happy, which is one of the hardest things to do because when you get criticized, usually for most of us, we go right to shame. And so the main topic idea today is somebody says something, which of course has a truth in it. Maybe we don't want to admit that there's a truth in it, but there's a truth in it. And you know, there's a truth because you react to it. If you don't react to it, there's no truth in it. Like somebody says, the sky is purple. You don't actually have a reaction to that. You feel you do nothing right sometimes, right? We all get in that mode in our head. I'm not doing it right. I'm doing something wrong. And then this is someone else confirming it. So you don't just feel like a loser. But now when someone says something, you're like, oh my God, I'm a loser, right? It's confirmed. And all that shame comes up. And it doesn't matter if it's true in the real world. This is all talking about what's going on in your head. Okay. And that doesn't make you happy. It makes you, uh, I would say angry (laughs) usually and looking at the other person and not being grateful for whatever the feedback was, whatever it is that they said to you, it's like, you really aren't in a place to be, let's say kind or open. Right. So Even if it was or wasn't meant as a critique of you, maybe it could have been an offhanded remark, you still feel those fire feelings. I call them fire feelings, but for different people, maybe you feel different things, but that feeling and you just want to dissolve into a million pieces and I've been there. So this is not a way to live, right? So let's get into this topic and find out, you know, how to cope or better yet, how to feel good, right? I prefer feeling good rather than feeling like crap all the time. And a lot of times in trying to avoid, let's say, criticism, 
you can feel like crap. You may not intentionally think that's what you're doing, but a lot of times we are. So it cuts like a knife when a friend says, you can't be alone. You go from relationship to relationship and you always complain about he or she. Now you feel a stab of shame, right? Even if you're not a person who has this, you can't be alone, but let's imagine maybe somebody says to you, you are always alone. Same thing. You're always alone. What's wrong with you, right? What's your deal? These are moments in time that are going to feel painful. They're going to feel like you want to go into full defensive mode and find something wrong with the person, if you can. And so maybe you fire back. Yeah, well, you haven't had a date in six months. What's your problem, right? And it just sounds like that whole banter that's negative and two people who are just trying to hammer at each other, right? Or maybe you try to justify your actions rather than looking within to see what's triggered. You just want that wave of shame to go and to avoid what is happening inside of you where some truth is now diffused. And that is the thing. A lot of us don't want to look any deeper. We just want that feeling to go away. And we're all sensitive to criticism. Even when things aren't critical, we can take it to be critical because it means that we're less than perfect. And somebody might be seeing how we operate, like the mask is off and now what we are trying to hide, we can't hide anymore. And that's a bummer because for some of us, we really don't like ourselves on a deeper level. Like we like this facade we've created, but we're not sure that we really like ourselves. And so when you're now in a position to have somebody make these kind of comments to you, it can throw you for a loop. So the funny part is you can be super critical or judgmental of others. It's our judge inside our head, by the way, who gets triggered when we sniff a criticism coming our way. It's our judge who is basically saying something is wrong. And when it comes to other people seeing us in this way, we feel we have to do damage control pretty quickly. Blaming other people instead of just being with the feelings you have is so much easier, right? Because that's your auto, your auto response okay, I was just criticized. Now I'm going to do damage control and I'm going to turn it on this other person, or I'm going to defend myself. So they feel stupid. Like how could they have said that in the first place? Of course, that's not true. You don't work that hard when something isn't true. You just kind of blow it off. Like who cares? It's not even about me. That's about you. Or that's about somebody, something, whatever. It's not me. Okay. And we end up having a lot of anxiety this way, right? We can get further from ourselves when we just try to block it and blame or block it so we don't feel the feelings of shame. And, you know, instead of going, hmm, why am I reacting this way to what my friends said? Is it true? Am I afraid to be alone or something? Like really looking at why am I having a reaction? What is happening inside of me that I am reacting? So this is a way to stunt our growth <laughs> because, you're lacking curiosity. You're trying to keep things the same. You're trying to keep whatever you think you're putting out there to the world in place. And you're not wanting other people to catch on. So you want to shield yourself from shame that's triggered. That's a lot of us. But that's not the way to get rid of the shame. The shame isn't going to go away that way. It's impossible for it to go away that way. And it can be offhanded remarks or it can be basically someone, you know, saying something like, God, you're always looking for a unicorn or how come you always find fault with everything? Yeah. Like people telling you that. And then you sound like in your head, oh my God, I sound like a judgmental jerk. This person is making me feel like I'm judgmental. And you're feeling like little, 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 you know, curling up into a ball and wanting to run away. Yeah. Me, let's talk about me for a sec, right? 
I can speak to this because this is my pattern for years and years. I worked hard at believing I was doing everything correctly. Like I thought I did everything right. I read everything. I intellectually understood everything. So why the hell am I in all these dysfunctional situations? I had high anxiety and, you know, I was so afraid of criticism. And if somebody criticized me, I just would want to disappear. And at other times I'd get super angry and I'd look at the person or the situation and I would totally try to find fault with them. I've had a lot of clients do this as well. You know, when we're working with them, sometimes they get triggered and they're like, oh my God. And they want to find fault with the person that's triggering them rather than why am I being triggered? Especially if it's like 10 people and only one person's being triggered, then you really, as that one person, want to look at what have my life experiences been that put me in that place of being triggered? You know, like what, what is it my perception is saying? And I didn't have, you know, for years, I didn't have this tool, but I would walk around and just try to avoid any sort of negativity, right? I love how people say that I'm going to avoid all the negativity. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Life isn't that way. Life has positive and negative and it's all in how you see it. And uh, so anyways, I did not know how to get curious and break a pattern. And when I was triggered, it was just shame, shame, shame. So, you know, when I would look outside of myself, I was always blaming other people. I was a total pro at it. And I would think about it and how I was going to have the upper hand at some point. Like that was all, I, I want to say that's all I ever thought about with anything, like getting the upper hand, you know, in a relationship. Oh, good. I'll fall out of love or I'll fall out of attachment before they will. And then I'll have the upper hand. It was never about love. It was always about attachment, but I didn't know. I thought men would never catch on to my bullshit, uh, but I, I chose men, by the way, in my head who were not going to question what I did until they did, <laughs> right? And surprise, I thought only I surrounded myself with a guy who would never say anything critical. And then sooner or later, through my own actions and the way I was, that's what happened. And that's what happens. A lot of times our unconscious behaviors trigger other people to treat us exactly how we don't want to be treated, right? Because we don't even have our own back. And so somebody coming up and saying something to you. Yeah. Like I had, I remember when I was dating somebody who was attached to, and, um, you know, he's like, don't try so hard, stop trying so hard. And I just was beating myself up as I was hearing this, like, what the fuck are you doing, Tracy? Why are you having this problem? Why can't you just get it? Why can't you chill? And then I would look at it and I'd be like, but I feel like I am chilling. I felt like I wasn't pushing, you know, I didn't feel like I was trying so hard on some level. I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was, but I felt so insecure and it was such a frustrating situation to be in because I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, I felt in that relationship, like nothing was right with me. Everything was wrong. And so hearing something critical or about me, it was like the earth was opening up and I should fall into it. Um, so that was one example. But when I was also rescuing people and having these dysfunctional attached relationships, a friend might want to help me, you know, or, or think they're helping me. I think a lot of people walked on eggshells with me, to be honest with you. And I would feel shame. Like, how am I so stupid to be pining away for this person who hasn't called me in a month? And I did not want a friend of mine to confirm for me 
that this was what was happening. Like I needed to live in some kind of altered reality, some kind of weird fantasy in my head. And so somebody would just poke a hole in that fucking balloon. You know, I would just dive into the shallow end of shame when somebody would say something to me and it felt bad. And then I talked to another friend about that friend to try and feel better. Right. You ever done that where somebody like a friend says shit to you and you're like, oh, my God, and you can't deal with it. You're just like, uh, and you want to feel better. And so you go talk to another friend, like a mutual friend. And then you guys kind of like talk shit about the other person. Oh, I did that. Yeah. So then I could feel better about myself instead of looking at my own crap. Like, what am I actually doing? Why am I pining away for this person who isn't giving shit to me? You know what I mean? Who's treating me like I don't exist and I'm treating me like I don't exist. And so that was really sad because I just went into defense rather than going, what in the hell am I doing? Again, get deeper, not to kick my own ass because that wasn't it, but it was to get deeper and go, what am I doing? You know? So some, you know, when going back to when I was dating and somebody would finally be critical towards me about my behavior, I would then blame them and look at all their faults, right? Well, you're not perfect. You get shit wrong with you too. Like being told I was too much or I didn't have any self-esteem or I was trying too hard or I went from being an independent person to this attached, anxious, crazy person, <laughs> right? And it would just be, well, you're doing this and you're doing that instead of, what mechanism is getting triggered inside of me, right? Yeah. Can anybody relate to any of this, Kaka? I'm sure you can because it is not a fun place to be and it's not something that anybody consciously chooses to do. This is all unconscious until it becomes an awareness and then you have an awareness and then you realize you have subconscious patterns that hold this crap in place. So why is this a problem? Well, you're going to be using people to keep you in a place of not dealing with yourself. And when I say using, I mean, using not purposely, but by happenstance. I mean, you're completely disconnected from yourself and whether it's that you date people so you can focus on them and ride the waves of being validated by them or invalidated by them, or to try and get approval from somebody who is and giving it to you, then you got to look at how you're never going to be close to anybody as long as you do this. You are running a game of strategy. You do not want to get caught being less than some form of perfect. Even if you do admit to having some flaws, those that hide, you know, you can hide some flaws, but stop hiding them, right? Because a lot of times the flaws that you try to hide are the ones that drive your behavior anyways. Taking responsibility and victimizing yourself walks the fine line between normal and narcissism. And I'm not diagnosing people with a personality disorder today. I'm just bringing up this wonderful buzzword that is so popular in our culture. And most people in society seem to diagnose other people with it being somewhat of a truth because every single solitary person who's alive has some narcissism in them. And it's not a negative thing. It's a survival thing. It's the people that have more, <laughs> you know, more narcissism to where it's like, I think it's 1.5% of the population. It's a very small percentage. And we are not to diagnose other people with disorders anyways. Really, we need to look at ourselves. Why am I choosing to be with somebody who's a narcissist, right? Why am I choosing to be in the situations I am? So, so the thing is between normal and narcissism, it is a fine line. The more you know of a victim someone is, the more they go closer to being a narcissist because a narcissist is the ultimate victim. And the more you take responsibility, you walk away from that. And of course, if you can't discern, then it is a problem. And so I say things like this to kind of trigger people out of the wishful thinking. 
because we get into wishful thinking that you don't, you know, you do not care about how you feel inside of yourself on a certain level. A lot of us ignore a lot of our feelings, meaning we try to avoid shame and you think your negative feelings, but you live in anxiety, let's say, and the fear of being found out, or you have some low level negative heaviness and things are not okay in your body, but you avoid what you don't want to feel anyways. And so what that means is we are trading shitty feelings for shitty feelings, right? I don't want to feel the shitty feeling of shame, but I'll sit here and I'll feel the shitty feeling of heaviness and anxiety. Uh, okay. How about well-being? Yeah, having well-being is a good thing. And that to me means that this way of living is a problem because it makes you a victim. And it's not empowering to worry about someone else's judge kicking your inner judge in the pants with something you will beat yourself up with all day long. Like when somebody says that to you, you might go on for the next day going, oh my God, I can't believe they said this. Oh my God, I can't believe that this is who I am. You know, blah, 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 right? That whole story. So you want to have a happy, healthy relationship with yourself, right? You don't want to hide out. It's like when we go on a diet and we say, okay, I'm going to have one serving of, I don't know, um, cookies. Okay. Two cookies. That's a serving. Uh, okay. But nobody's going to know if I have another two cookies. We lie to ourselves. We don't tell the truth. And then we end up paying for it. And I know because I've done it. <laughs> All right, wisdom nugget. Put on your cape and open yourself to all sorts of criticism. Own what's yours and let it flow through you. Remember, you have your magic cape. I'm serious, you do. Cape is not to hide, cape is to fly, right? Okay, solution. When you hear the words from someone or it becomes clear you screwed up or are in a situation and someone else is judging you, just feel the shame, feel it. Let it flow through you. Don't judge it. Don't create a new story about it. Watch the thoughts in your head. Are you trying to create a story from the shame? Are you trying to look for where you can blame the other person? Are you trying to look for where you can elevate yourself and feel superior again? Just stop and let that cringy, shitty, crappy feeling of shame come through you. Literally just let it come. It won't stay. But if you allow it to flow, then you can go, well, what's underneath the shame, right? Because shame always wants you to improve. That's what shame is saying. You need to be better, okay? And not be you. Because somewhere along the way, you got the idea you as you was just not good enough. So you want to go, well, what's under the shame? What lives there? Some part of yourself that you cut off at the knees a long time ago. A part of you that you would like to toss out of your body. Like think about the parts of you that you don't like or didn't like when you were a kid more than likely still exists there and you want it to go bye-bye, right? So you want to be able to reintegrate that part of you and make it a part that you love and you got to stop trying to disassociate from it. And this is the road to wholeness because wholeness is all the parts, right? So looking at what someone says, if someone says something to you, ask yourself, is there a truth? This is another solution. Is there a truth to it? Let it be. If you have shame, there is guaranteed. That is telling you truth is here somewhere. So you want to dig into it and, and see whatever you're avoiding in yourself. Like I'm afraid to be alone. Maybe you discover it. And to the person who criticized you, or maybe it sounded like a criticism, right? You could say, I realize that I'm always in a relationship because I'm afraid to focus on myself. It scares me and it's easier to focus on the other person. Why would you share that? Because that takes balls for one, right? It takes a lot of chutzpah 
to say that to someone, no matter if they are a friend or a foe, because it is your truth and you are owning it. And you can say, I'm just stating the truth and I feel better for doing it. Hiding or diffusing does not make you feel good. Your insides matter. They got to matter to you. And so you want to step up for yourself and you want to start to build a muscle meant for you to start showing more self-love so you can deal with whatever the truth is. And by owning your shit and stopping the defending of yourself, by the way, truth is not a defense, by the way, it's just truth. You start treating yourself like a human being that you care about. A lot of us don't treat ourselves like a human being we care about. We're just waiting for other people's judgments and for them to say okay to who we are. And you want to not do that because when you start to take control of you, it makes it all better. It makes it where you have power because otherwise you don't. Otherwise, you're just in the mud wrestling with everybody. So what did I do? I did just what I said to solve it. I feel the shame if I have shame that comes. I no longer cringe or feel like a million dust particles wanting to disappear. I own it when I would rather punch the other person. I'm kidding. <laughs> I own my part. But what, what I will not allow is someone to try and shame me on purpose. And what I mean by that is I will take responsibility like, yeah, I did say that or I do feel that and admit my flaw. But if someone wants to say some other stupid shit on top of it, like I had a friend who said, you know, you're, you're making comments about how you don't like this person. I said, I don't like this person. And she's like, but she's really nice and this and that. And I'm like, I don't like her. She's like, but you're, you know, you do this for a living and this and that. I'm like, that's wonderful. But I am not a perfect person, first of all. So, and she was trying to say, cause I do this for a living. Like I shouldn't be feeling the way I feel. And I'm like, no, I feel this way. And I'm allowed to feel this way. And it doesn't mean you have to feel this way. And I'm not telling you to feel this way. I'm saying, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at. And so it was very clear that what I was saying was very, um, it was very difficult because I am a human being who was used to being shamed as a kid. And so I wasn't going to allow all of this stupid shit on top of it. You know, like, okay, I've owned it. Yes, I did say that. And I apologize. I should not have said those things. You're right to you, but I still feel them and they're true for me. And so her wanting to shame me further was like, no, we're not having any more of this conversation. We are not going anywhere with this because now this is going into another place that has nothing to do with me. And, you know, I'm not here to be anybody's punching bag and I'm not. And that is where you put it down because once you own it, that is it. You don't need anybody to beat the shit out of you because of it. You don't need people to beat the shit out of you anyways. So wisdom nugget, put on your cape and open yourself to all sorts of criticism. Own what's yours and let it flow through you. Remember you have your magic cape. Just like what I was talking about right now, I have my magic cape. It's like, I'm gonna be flying away. <laughs> it's just, there will never be a conversation where I feel, and this is very important, where I feel anybody needs to put up with somebody being a jerk just to be a jerk. It's still, you can own, if there's something in there, own it. Because then you don't get defensive and you don't really get as angry. You're like, okay, I'm going to own that. But if they keep piling it on, then you want to remove yourself from that conversation because that's unhealthy and that's not necessary. So I want to clarify that. You have a universal right. You have the right to personalize everything everyone says, or you can take your part, own it, and let it flow through you because you have courage. You have the right to break down walls and establish deeper bonds with people because you own it. And that is the truth. 
So to wrap it up, you're a rock star, a flawed one, just like me. We all are. And that's the best place to be because then you don't have these crazy ass expectations that you can't live up to anyways. And just know that someone's going to love the shit out of you if you already don't have somebody loving the shit out of you for being jacked up old you, because that's what we all want. We want to be loved for the whole package. So you want to start with loving yourself. All right. Two related podcasts. Number 266, Shameful Secrets Kill Everything. And number 332, Shame in Our Stories That Created. So this is something you guys want to remember that if you're struggling and anything I speak to in insecure attachment, please set up a discovery session at happiness at tracycrossley.com. It is not a coaching session. You will talk to one of the people on my staff about the programs we have. We have programs that are meant to help people to make movement out of this. And people do all the time. Like I'm amazed at how people come in and how people go out. It is pretty freaking unbelievable. It's crazy. It's awesome. So anyways, you guys, you all take care and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.